With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hope everybody. Welcome back to the Won't Back Down podcast. Jake here with very special friend, friend of the show, Harrison Tenzer, to talk a little recruiting now. We're missing Sam and Will today, so it's not, you know, it's not uh, what we're used to. I guess you could call it a little bit of a Mickey Mouse won't back down show, but Harrison knows a ton about recruiting, and I can't get off the class calculator and stuff, and I've been trying to do my work nowadays, so I had to get him in to record, talk commits, targets, um, all that kind of stuff, NIL, so yeah, let's get it going. How are you today, Harrison? I'm good, man. It's summer can't really complain greens mm-hmm. picked up the last couple of weeks um where's big will at these days he still big Will's the world interning or... for the dolphins oh yeah that's right he's doing the mm-hmm. orange bowl and the dolphins so good for him and potosa is in the university of florida college of uh, journalism and communications newsroom right now doing sports scene i'm pretty sure steve russell so damn everyone's doing everyone's doing Exciting good stuff this stuff. summer oh yeah 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 <laughs> so. No, it's been a good couple months. I mean, I think we've had Cersei, Webb, Denson. Mm-hmm. We have Stokes. I think we had four this month. Yeah, so, so I think we did an episode about a week and a half ago now. And I think we got Denson maybe the day before or that day. But, you know, there was so much to talk about in three of us that we didn't get to that. Yeah. Uh, I love the take, you know, Bartram Trail. Last kid we got from there was Trevez. I think Denson yeah. will be better. Um, you know, and we're looking to bring in at least one other corner in the class. So, and we got Raymond. I mean, every, now. yeah, I mean, everyone wants Cormani in the class. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously. So he's the best, he's the best excluding quarterbacks and he's the best player in the country. In my opinion, I mean, I've got to see Cormani up close a few times. I actually got to see Sharif a couple times last year and once this year for South Florida express, cause he plays mm-hmm. for South Florida express. And I mean, if this were 2000, eight or 10 he's probably ranked a lot higher but with the way the with the way the league is trending now with long prototypical corners I mean even that's kind of how Raymond wants his corners. Raymond mm-hmm. if you look at LSU Eli Ricks Stingley they're all six one six two I mean Sharif yeah. probably is going to be a star here but you can play him outside I mean mm-hmm. I just love the position position versatility he's technically sound he's fundamentally sound he comes from a good program played a winning seven on seven team knows how to win one from Gator country. I mean, you, you can't really hate the take at all. I mean, it's a great take. Right. I mean, he's a great CB two CB three in this class. I mean, mm-hmm. we can talk about DB recruiting a little bit more, but it's a great start yeah. and it's a really good, like for, he's a great Florida kid. It makes a lot of sense. So footprint. he'll fit in really well. He'll fit in really well with this defense footprint. And we're getting back to that. And then 
you know, the bigger names we got, uh, well, we got Cersei who kind of just dropped his edit, you know, no crystal balls, no hats. Yeah. Nothing. He just woke it's up. Refreshing, fly. We got Cersei and it's funny because on three seems to like a lot of our commits and our, you know, leans more than the other services do, you know, not exactly sure what goes into their ratings. That's different, but Cersei's a top 50 kid, at least on the on three. And he's a, you know, consensus four star elsewhere. Um, you know, it's funny. He looks like he's got all the tools to be a great edge rusher. I know Peterson and uh, Spencer were on him, you know, big time offer list. And he played a lot yeah, of you know, stand up off ball, like even dropping back in coverage for his high school team. So his huddle was interesting. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, his huddle was really good. I mean, he I know he was the number one edge on our board. So mm-hmm. regardless, that was a pretty big win. I mean, staff did a great job there getting him to shut it down. I mean, Tennessee, Tennessee wanted him really bad. Florida State really wanted him really bad. And to go out and get your number one edge edge target for the class when I when they want six or seven total defensive line in this class is a pretty bit is a pretty important thing. I mean. Yeah, he no, had a that great board, visit when he was here in June. Yeah, the D line board is that board is really deep. deep. We got and it's yeah, chaos. Coach Chaos has been worth every penny. But shout out to Chaos and Mike P. Um, I know Derek Wingo was his host in on his OV in June, and they had and he had mm-hmm. a great time with on his OV. So his recruiting legacy at UF continues. So good job for him and everyone involved. I mean, overall, that's a kid. It's that's a kid where it's a group effort to get and a kid you kind of have to land. I mean, it's not the sexiest because he's not afforded. Like he's not an in-state kid. He Alabama didn't really want him, but to go out and get your number one edge is just a big deal in a class where you need defensive line depth very badly. Yeah. And I guess before we get into some of the other commits, you talk about the D line board and you know, edge, you know, is looking promising. We got Nixon in the class as well, but where things really, really look to be, different and improved from the Mullen and even the McElwain regime is, you know, getting those real trench monsters in. And I was looking through the last few classes other than Gervon and uh, Tyreek Sapp, you know, it's we didn't bring really in, pretty. we didn't bring in too many kids who, you know, were college ready, like from that size, physical standpoint, yeah. but then you look at the board currently and Cameron James, you know, I think he's a future first round pick potentially. I, I've had conversations. He's underrated with, as heck, man. <laughs> I've had conversations with the, few people who are like that kid reminds them like frame wise size wise even play style wise because he's still new to football he's mm-hmm. kind of like Ger- he's kind of like baby Gerv as crazy as that is because Gerv's special but like frame wise and you watch his film it's kind of like, like a lot of raw just athleticism yeah like the forest like, you can't teach six six mm-hmm. yeah like you can't teach and that's a good comfort Gerv too like you just can't teach that size and motor so if you can get him then I think that's a big thing I know he's really high on the board Right, LeBlanc and Walker announced. Uh, LeBlanc, soon it doesn't look like LeBlanc we're and Walker. I mean, Walker could go either way. I think LeBlanc's headed to OU. Um, but that's Walker, why you make the down. board so deep, you know, because we got um, right. I think Will Norman. I saw. You know, he's maybe Will Norman gonna... is a very yeah. He's a really good kid who could commit soon. I know mm-hmm. he's pretty high up there on the board. Jordan Hall's up there on the board, but I mean, credit to Napier and the staff with Mullen. With Mullen, we're probably not even having a few of these kids even as plan Bs or even options on the board. It's just the top guys that we miss. I mean, this, like, do I expect to get all of LeBlanc, Hall, Norman, Cam James, and Walker? No, that's unrealistic. But you're, but the fact that we have options and can afford to miss on one or two of them is 
refreshing and it'd still be a great class. Yeah, exactly. And you can't say that about a few other positions, but like you look at this upcoming yeah. season and, you know, the D tackle room, in my opinion, is probably the most concerning. So there's going to be yeah, a few I'm, of those guys who play in 2023, you know, see the field. Yeah, on the defensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, I got D tackle as my number one concern. And on offense, I got wide receiver, which has been my concern since the beginning of last year. But no, with D tackle, I mean, we're really, we're really thin. I mean, on this, just off the top of my head, it's Gerv and Jalen Lee are like the, and big Dez, but you can't even play big Dez for more than 30 snaps a game at this point, which yeah. is the type of player he is for now and probably will be until next year. So you basically have two and a half guys at D tackle. So you're praying for health and you're praying someone else can maybe step up just to even buy a little more time. Yeah. And you talk about wide receiver and certainly that was another, you know, position room where even if there were a few, you know, four-star guys, guys that Gonzalez developed the types of, you know, the prototype that he was bringing in, I know a lot of people didn't love, and I guess we can pivot to um, Eugene Wilson, who probably my favorite kid that we've got so far. Yeah, uh, you follow Blue Orange Gator on Twitter. He's a he's a yeah. It's one. kind of funny because he it's like up. he he somewhat knows what he's talking about a lot of the mm-hmm. time, but no one knows who the hell he is. Like no, no one's met him. It's well, weird, but he had a really good relatable, you know, one regarding a Wilson commit. He said, "Don't have to figure out which six three four, seven, 40 Billy G into the slot. I'm like, you hit the nail on the head, man. I think Wilson, another one who will see the field year one and is, you know, an SEC slot guy. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at college offenses and NFL offenses, now a lot of the, like, if you watch Ohio state, you watch all the receivers, like play all three positions and, you watch guys who play outside play the slot. OU, same thing. Lincoln Riley, same thing. Alabama, you saw it with their offense when they had Judy, Ruggs, and Smitty. In the NFL, you see a lot more guys getting drafted high who can play the X, the Y, and as the all three spots on the field. So I think that's where football's been trending. It's been trending more towards route runners and speed and the ability to create separation and be explosive, which is really what they're going for this class. I mean, Eugene Wilson's in, you have Patterson, you have Patterson for now, at least. I mean, and they're still recruiting Aiden Mizell, who's probably your pure slot, but he'll need, he could play outside one day, but he needs to gain a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. So for now he's a pure slot. And Andy Gene, who honestly would be my favorite out of all of them. I think he's the closest thing to Callaway we've seen in a couple years. <laughs> that was my so. comp too. And you always take yeah. a Miami North. A Miami Northwestern kid is always a take. Give me all the like he's a kid from the <laughs> West who's all state and track. I would definitely like, I would definitely take him in a heartbeat because how many kids from the West really bust? Like I can't really name that many. Exactly. So uh, Miami's if you, like if you go for <laughs> get well, yeah. But if you go four for four there or even three for four, I mean that's a really one of the probably the best positional grades when we do our end of the when we do our internal end of the class like position by our position report card. I mean, receiver is going to be probably up toward the top of the list. So yeah, shout Colbert, out. I mean, it always made sense. Yeah, like me and I don't know if you follow Stephen Rodriguez on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen his trolls and definitely seen at least. Yeah, I've seen yeah. his trolls. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like we were always texting like this fan base is firing the guy who developed Drake London and Michael and. Michael Pittman or Michael Pittman mm-hmm. over missing a three-star wide receiver who went to T- DJ Allen, who went to TC on Saturday. I'm like, it's ridiculous. Like the guy is going to produce talent. I mean, Billy Napier coached wide receivers at Alabama and Gary Colbert 
is very good at this coaching thing too and is young and can relate to these kids so it never made any sense and he deserved all of the credit for the class he's about to pull off so as long as he can yeah. close which he's shown he could with eugene seems like he can with myself i mean this is going to be one of the best classes florida's probably had at receiver since i can remember i mean except maybe the swain hampton and cleave year other than mm-hmm. that this is probably like number two in the last decade right yeah one and it's guys where it's all said done right yeah and it's guys who are good route runners you know speed and space as you like to say yeah. You know, that's due to great separation. And I think in Napier's offense, yeah. what we're looking for. Um, I guess before we get into our other stuff, two more commits. You know, really the big two names from the footprint quarterback Marcus Stokes, running back Trayon Webb. Um, I love the Stokes tape. Uh, the I love the yeah. Stokes tape for a couple of reasons. One of which that we did at least go after the big fish in Jaden Rashada before pivoting back to him. What I said to, you know, a couple of people the day we took him was you realize Mullen we probably would have got the same quarterback commit in this class. If yeah. you were here, the difference is that we, at least, you know, we wouldn't have shot tried. with a big name first. And that's, and that's what I said. It's like, I, I think Stokes is good. I think he's your start. He's your prototypical high school quarterback. Who's going to need a year, maybe two just to, to figure out and get everything right. But I think he can be really good. Like the tools are there on the film. He's got a big arm, decent footwork can move out. I mean, hometown kid, Jacksonville, you, it's it's hard to say no to that. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said to someone with Stokes, and I'm like, it's kind of like, I said, I feel kind of bad for Stokes because it's like when you go to the bar and you go for the 10 and you leave with the six, you leave happy, but it's like, you could, you feel like you left something on the table and that's kind of like how a majority of the fan base feels, but I'm happy for the kid. I mean, he gets to live at his dream school, he gets to be close to home, but I mean, and Florida still, at the end of the day, Florida got their quarterback. They got an Elite 11 quarterback who had pretty respectable offers from other schools. I mean, he was committed to Penn State, which isn't anything to sneeze at. So, mm-hmm. overall, good take by Napier. And I still expect him to quietly recruit some quarterbacks. And I, I still expect him to take one from the portal. I mean, whether to try and, to try and get someone for mm-hmm. next year, maybe, from the transfer portal. Because I think you're going to see a lot more movement from – the transfer portals, I mean, it's kind of the worst kept secret in the world that Texas is going to have a mass exodus at the end of this year. So maybe go after Oh yeah, one of those guys. Uh, Malik Murphy is one. Who I know the, we made a late Malik push Murphy. for last year. Didn't get him, but, you know, yeah, he, Malik, he looks probably going to be the man out. And that's no fault of him. Yeah, Malik Murphy. <laughs> no, he, he should just, like, he'll do one year there and bounce. But, like, Malik Murphy – Jalen Milrow or whoever loses at Alabama, there will be more names. Yeah, Miller Moss so. at USC. I mean, that's probably yeah, – if I had to guarantee one name that will be in the portal, given that, you know, yeah, he's going to sit behind Malachi's Caleb. on the way. Because Caleb's got two years, and then Malachi. Was, yeah. So and Malachi just, is the prodigal son, so. Right. Um, yeah, regarding the Stokes take, I mean, if – you know, there's only – a certain amount of five-star, you know, sure thing quarterbacks per cycle. And honestly, when you talk about sure thing, yeah. I, I wouldn't even lump Rashada in there necessarily. Um, no. But, you know, when you're going to, you know, go down the board, I think upside is what you want to look for the most because let's face it, you know, most kids that you take aren't going to be a multiple year starter. So you right. might as well, you know, the Max Brown and the Stokes takes, I think are similar for that reason in that, you know, Hey, We've never seen them, you know, operate anything close to a college level offense that they're going to, you know, have to do under Napier. You know, 
dropping back and standing in the pocket, firing balls. Yeah. Not really something you see from them, but there's a hell of a lot of arm talent with Stokes to work with. I mean, that one, one of the throws early on in his huddle tape, you know, leaning to his left, you know, off the back foot corner of the end zone reminded me. Of, yeah. Reminded me exactly of the AR throw against exactly you. all posted that. Yeah, man. It reminded me a lot of the uh, yeah. AR throw against USF. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, the one where he hit, where it just looked like he was going to throw the ball away, and he put it right on the money. But I think it was, I think it was Kopu caught it, it by the X. But yeah, yeah, it was, that was such a that had. I, I watched that game at social, and that game, and when everyone when that throw happened, every, everyone at social was like jaw hit the floor. Mm-hmm. So there's but. there's some really like you said, there's some really good intangibles there. I mean, it's a it's a really good take. So I'm ex- I'm happy yeah. for the kid. The staff got the staff got the guy who they wanted. And I mean, if we're gonna, we can't not just say trust Billy, trust Billy, trust Billy, and then when he takes the quarterback, complain about it. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. And you know, portal. I think that it doesn't change anything that we're going to be doing in the portal. So at least you're getting yeah. a guy with tons of upside. Now, one more point. I thought was kind of interesting on Stokes because his recruit ranking is a little all over the place. Twenty four seven, twenty four seven, and on three. I mean, twenty four seven. I think is my most trusted. On three, I think, in my opinion, has surpassed Rivals probably. And then ESPN is still included for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, But Rivals and ESPN yeah. have him pretty low. I don't think they've quite updated yet. But he's 17th on on three in quarterbacks. And then 10th, 24-7, because Andrew Ivins really uh, did his evaluation. Yeah. was high on him. And so I wanted to – I was curious to look back at guys who – quarterbacks who were ranked – 10th by 24 seven in their respective cycle and see how their careers panned out. Right. Cause, and if you look back at the last decade of guys who were 10th in the QB rankings on 24 seven, um, Tyler Buckner is going to start as a true freshman uh, as a red shirt freshman. Sorry for uh, Notre Dame. Haynes King. Is he really? Damn. Yeah. So Buckner was 10th. Haynes King would have won the job as a red shirt freshman. Uh, he got injured. Dylan Morris, Washington, started in his second year. Tyler Schuff, Oregon, started in his third year. Sam Ellinger, started as a true freshman. Jalen Hurts, true freshman. Drew Locke, true freshman. Brad Kaya, true freshman. And JT Barrett, redshirt freshman. So, interesting. regardless of, you know, if you're There's a lot of year two guys, mostly. Right. So, regardless, you know, if you're someone who thinks Stokes, you know, may never play it down here, we're going to recruit over him. The numbers tell us that, you know, he probably will play. He's playing year two. You know, if you're if you're going based off past. Now, I know the portal's more prevalent now, so you could argue that. But, you know, the numbers are what they are. So, I found that to be interesting. Yeah. No, that's definitely, wow. like, I haven't done the deep dive in. I'll actually tell a few people that because it's like I haven't done the deep dive into, like, where that average quarterback like kind of starts because it's always it like for me when I look at quarterbacks always it's always situational right so yeah like like you said Sam Elgin for example he walked into Texas and he walked in as in like year one of Herman the local like the local kid he went to Westlake which is like 10 minutes from UT like he was he was the golden boy of the town and they were just like screw it we're gonna start the local kid like we don't have a quarterback we might as well let Sam take his lumps so like like things like that, like Hertz was the best man for the job. Like, like Kaya took the job, came and got to campus in like June and took the job. So like, there's always circumstances that make kids play early and make kids play. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think with Stokes, I do think a year a fair assessment would be 
depending on who we get in the portal and who we get in this class, if they add one more in the portal or through high school, or if they get a big name one in 2024, I could easily see him starting by year two. So just because there isn't a lot there on the roster, like Anthony will 100% be gone by then because at worst he's only here one more year after this one. And he could be starting by year two. That's a very real possibility that people need to like come to grips with. Then just yeah. get over the fact that we just took him because we missed on Rashada, like, which isn't the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, he's only started one year uh, at the varsity level. So he's one guy who yeah, I, I mean, think he's kid's 16. I'm really, you know, excited and anxious at the same time. I guess curious to see what he does in his yeah. year because his ranking could kind of go all over the place. I expect other yeah. sites to kind of catch up to 24 seven and move up, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, and then Tran Webb, the last one, obviously. Uh, did you see that he trolled Wilt Fong? I love that for us. Yeah, no, that I'm. I personally like, like when I saw Penn State, I was like, "What?" I mean, Penn State. He did like Penn State. He did like South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all saw that meme that was. I don't want to say it on the show, but you saw the meme that the South Carolina fan post. I thought that was hysterical. But yeah. <laughs> he got do, that. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> he got that yeah, dog you got that dog. In, you yeah. got that dog in you. Yeah. Damn talk. Yeah. But it's but yeah, dog. no. So. Like kids, a great kid. Like he's a great kid. Get, get, gator legacy, depending on what your definition of the legacy is. Like his uncle mm-hmm. was great here. I mean, Lincoln Riley wanted him at OU. I mean, he was committed to Georgia for a little while. I mean, I don't know how much they still wanted him, but I mean, it's a great running back take. I mean, it's it's good. To, I mean, I'm give Jacksonville a lot of shit on Twitter. I mean, being from South Florida, but Gator country is Jacksonville. They needed to take that back for a year years McElwain and Mullen did a terrible job and I gave Napier a ton of credit so yeah again getting a great kid from Trinity yeah getting a great kid from Trinity who's gonna who wants to be here it's kind of like Sharif like both are great takes both are really solid football players in-state kids hometown homegrown kids who are gonna work their ass off and probably I think both are early enrollees so mm-hmm. we'll definitely be seeing them on the field next year so that's a couple yeah. big wins for the staff to keep kids home and perception and optics so yeah and for the offense we want to run I mean you needed to take a yeah. running back this cycle and I think you know we both agreed um his you know physical traits don't really lend themselves toward ever being like an all-american yeah. type but yeah. I think he's a pretty sure bet to be very productive honestly Montreal Johnson looking at both of those guys I think that might be a fair comparison to yeah trail's really good yeah I mean a lot of people, some people don't notice, but like Webb played, I don't know what the injury was. Someone told me this right after he committed. Webb played hurt mm-hmm. all of last season. Like he played, I don't know what it was. I really wish I would have checked before I came on the pod and actually did some prep, but he, he played hurt all last season. So I'm excited to see if maybe now that he's 100% healthy and how he does this year. I mean, obviously we all, we all talk about college meal plans. College meal plans can make a football player 10 times better because you're not eating crap food all, all the time so mm-hmm. we'll, I, I, I think he can develop into better than what people kind of expected I mean we saw him post a couple of trolls about how Florida fans didn't want him because of the crystal balls which is which was hilarious and I love when fans do the oh we didn't want him anyways thing but it'll, I think he can be a really good football player at UF like running back one or running back two here at the mm-hmm. worst so it's yeah. it's good to see yeah and, uh, and I don't think they're running I don't think they're done at running back either whether it's Baxter or the transfer portal like running backs the easiest position to add to for sustainability and we've seen a great running back market the transfer portal in the last I think this is year this is going to be year three of the portal I think so like this Mm -hmm. is 
we've we've got two years of evidence now that the running back market in the portal is pretty good. So yeah. So I guess uh, you know to wrap up commit talk a little sunshine pumping. We both were talking about playing around with the twenty four seven class calculator, and so I found something interesting. If you take all of the commits that we have on board right now, right, and then you add right. the dudes who look to be like heavy leans. So I had those written down as uh, Aiden Mizell, Will Norman, Jaquavius Sori, uh, Jordan Castle, Cameron James. Jakeem Jackson, the corner from Osceola, and then Andy Jean. Uh, that would be – the class would have 13 kids who are in the top 300 of the composite. Now, 13 actually would be the most top 300 kids since the 2013 class with Muschamp. But the caveat is that not one of them is a top 100 kid. So it's almost like we're able to close the deal on these quality, quality players and build depth. But when we want to talk about, you know, building for championships, it's about the top 100 and the top 50. And, you know, I, you're involved in the NIL space. So, you know, you can kind of tell the people what you want, but from a fan perspective, for a lot of us, the sense is kind of becoming that kids that, you know, you yeah. requ- require recruiting, you know, like these top, 200, 300 kids we're able to land on the top 100 when it turns into more of a bidding war kind of thing. That's where we're lacking. That's what it looks like from the outside, at least. And I totally, I, I totally get that. This is kind of like a complex answer. So if I go too long on a tangent, just tell me mm-hmm. shut up. So like we saw like last year was kind of an unknown. And even this year, it's still kind of an unknown, but we saw Travis Hunter and Harold Perkins run a master class on how to up your value last year. And every kid this cycle saw it. And like, even if you look at the 247 numbers, I've had this conversation with multiple people. It's the numbers of elite commits before, like before this month were historically low. Like all the top 100 kids, there's never been this many top 100 kids on the market in July before or Mm -hmm. August, but now they're starting to come off because a lot of them want to get it done before their senior years. So these high volume recruitments are going later and they're becoming more and more high maintenance because all these kids kind of know what they're worth where they like and how to up their value like Mm -hmm. i mean jesus we saw a kid committed to baylor last night who said he's the quarterback who's like i'm committed to baylor but it's a four school race and that's with ohio state texas a&m and notre dame yeah that came up in one of my group chats so it's like you're you're really you're not you're not committed (laughs) like you're not you're committed but you're not committed like you have your spot but you're taking other offers to see what you're worth and at the end of the day like you're probably going to go to school X and be like, okay, this is what school Y is offering, even though he might not play there, but it's like, you can hear offers. Not every school is doing this. I don't want to hear that they're not, but you can, you can like see what you're worth other places and eventually go home, which is kind of what a lot of kids are doing right now. Because again, we went into this with the NCAA having no plan, no structure, no anything. So like more power to the kids for taking advantage of every opportunity they can. They deserve everything they're getting and more honestly but so back to your point about the top 300 but no top 100 kids like a lot of these kids now like this is this is a really good class like I think we're in the 8 to 10 range I know Mm -hmm. the top 100 is a concern but if you look at the depth and disasters we've had since I don't want to keep using much because I feel like that's an outdated thing at this point but even with just McElwain and Mullen like yeah 
Randy's we had the term Randy specials at linebacker. Mm -hmm. We had we were missing constantly at defensive tackle, like the defensive tackle room, like, yeah, like we're taking they want six or seven defensive linemen to fix the issue that the last staff left them, which was basically with nothing. Mm -hmm. So I respect them for trying to commit to it. Like if you and even now, if you look at the roster, like after Gerv, Jalen Lee and God, and Big Dez, like there's really not much you can. I think McClellan's going to play. I think McClellan's to feel your one. Yeah, McClellan. Because of how, McClellan no, might no. need a year, but he's going to have to play. <laughs> exactly. Right. So if you want to talk about championship level depth, like this is good championship level depth. And mm -hmm. I've even said like next year, like this is good. Like Billy's. How many times have you heard Billy say the word foundation at a press conference? Yeah. It feels like you hear <laughs> every media availability, like foundation mm -hmm. structure yada 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 you have future whatever his shtick is it's better than a gator standard but billy at least has a plan and i know aj not getting aj harris sucks like if we miss on malik brian that won't be great mm -hmm. um cedric baxter going to texas not a great op like again none of these are great optical Optics, looks yeah. and their kids you're their kids you're going to have to get in the future but for year one on a staff where there's where so much is new in college football and you, your resume is basically a Sunbelt championship. Like I get the kid's perspective. Like I try yeah. to take emotion out of this. I try to take all that out of this, but I get the perspective of the kids being like, well, I could go to Kirby or I can go to Nick or, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, shit, even Mario has won a Rose Bowl and two Pac-12 titles. So like, I get it. But for this really good foundational class, like it's a balanced class. Mm -hmm. There's going to be four stars everywhere like the offense the offensive lines already sound and better than whatever Heversey was bringing in receiver big upgrade tight end they're not really taking any i mean so like if you go position by position it's a lot of really really good but you might leave feeling you left an opportunity to go from really really good to great yeah. now position by position just to you know but an o line o line honestly if i had to name one position group that i'm excited to see this you know this staff develop i'm curious like we have we have we brought four in four star guards coming now <laughs> well we got harris who i think his rating's going to bump big yeah. time i don't know why he's you know borderline 3 4 i think he's going to be a great player here, love but it, like love it is like six Six, six, three twenty-five at like the age of six. Like he hasn't even turned seventeen yet, heading into senior year. Like he's young. No, and so, we, and then the Wade's kid, the Herman kid, really I'm, good. Yeah, genuinely excited to see what this staff can do yeah. with the physical. And we're creating bigger, yeah. mm -hmm. we're creating like bigger SEC like caliber linemen now, mm -hmm. not like projects that are just leftovers. Like even so, like I'm excited. Like I'm not concerned really now. If the team, I think if the team wins eight or nine games, you could see a lot of kids like be like, whoa, like shit ford is good like ford is fun like the swamp is fun yeah so you, there, that's always going to happen as the season comes out like new names are going to get out of the port and we'll mm -hmm. see where that takes us so, i think we do need I'm to still, land i'm not really i think we do need to land one or two of those tackles that I agree we're now targeting there. because like you know i think they're this staff certainly will be able to develop under heralded guys into a, an above average sec offensive line but with the system that we're going to be running, if we're going to win big time, it's got to be, you know, top yeah. of the SEC on the line. And I, I trust, you know, we're going to be able to do that over the course of these next couple of years. Um, the linebacker room's the one other one that's really concerning, especially given yeah, the I'm, amount of Florida, the amount of, you know, Florida talent at the top of the linebacker board in this class. It seems like 
about half of the top 15 linebackers are in the state and it's not looking great. Yeah. I mean, look, like I'm not trying to let the cat out of the bag, but they should, they're probably going to end up with Lewis Carter and Jaden Robinson. Like that just seems like it's going to make sense. Like you don't commit to South Carolina and say you want two visits. You're booking two visits to Florida with, without any intention there. So like, I'm a Jaden Robinson city. I covered uh, he's, he's I covered his game. team for a year. I did uh, for ESPN Gainesville. You, I, I was, you covered Lake City. I, God bless. I was on the sideline. I went to some practices. So I loved, love, love what uh, Coach Allen was doing over there. Now the head coach is uh, Demetri Jackson, the former Gator. So yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see him end up in the class. But I love Columbia, <laughs> and I would love to you know establish a little bit of a footprint there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like. I'm all I'm all for it. Like again, Jaden Robinson and Lewis Carter, really, really good football players. Mm-hmm. Like really, really good. But if you want to get to where Georgia and Alabama is, you need to get Raylan. Like, and for now, those guys are fine. But in the next couple of years, you need to get the Raylan Wilson. You gotta land the Malik Bryant. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta flip the pup Howards. Like you which I still don't think for pup is off the table, but who who knows? So he's probably my yeah, biggest one in the flip market right now. Is pup. He just has it. Yeah. Like he's got a real like, yeah. you can't teach how many, ta- like I looked at his stats and like 130 tackles, like in high school, like, yeah. Well, he's, I'm he's sorry, a true, so. he's a true Mike, which, you know, teams aren't we recruiting so much of nowadays. Mike in five years. You're yeah. converting edges. You're converting, you know, under like a Lewis Carter, you know, if he walked on today, yeah. that's a safety now in our strength program, probably yeah. get them to 220. Probably but. linebacker. Yeah. So, but yeah, no. So overall, like linebackers got to get better. That's my, probably my biggest concern right now. O-line. I have faith that they'll figure it out. I'm not pleased how a couple things have gone, but it, it happens. So, but yeah, so I, I still think position by position is going to be a really good class. I mean, top eight to 10 will, I think the portal will be better this year than last year. I think everyone last year underestimated the fact that, um, kids would get NIL deals to stay at the school instead of just Mm -hmm. leaving and being in the free market. So I think now that we have a better understanding of that, I think the portal will be better and more efficient. So I think, I still think the portal is a great outlet for another year or two with this, with, with this rebuild, but eventually it's not a model for long-term stability. Yeah. And then, you know, I, gosh, we got four minutes left, but when you look at, you know, the, foundation of this class you know the surplus of you know quality four-star guys at positions of need that we're going to bring in it's no doubt going to be you know a good class for what we want to do but I think the elephant in the room is whether or not we land Cormani McLean or not because that's what's going to really determine you know the outlook of this this class you know the perception and yeah I mean I mean, if you want to do this Cormani thing and NIL thing in like three minutes while we can, we might as well just do it. <laughs> um, like Cormani obviously is the crown jewel. I'm tired of hearing about it. We have four more months to go. We've been hearing about it for over a year. I mean, I would be shocked if he showed up for Friday Night Lights, but I mean, I respect how hard they're trying. Like they're doing everything right. I mean, we, we will be ready for Cormani. We will do everything. They, they're going to do everything we can for Cormani. I mean, he's just a kid you have to land it's that simple so right and that's kind of why i feel good about it because you know yeah it just kind of seems like one of those things where you know you don't bring raymond in to not win that one especially you know you miss harris you miss mitchell and that's understandable given where they went yeah you know 
the way that their recruitments stand out kind of and i give cormani a lot i give cormani a lot of credit of waiting till december to maximize your value and make everyone mm-hmm. squirm and have all the attention more power to the kid you only get this process once but i do wish they would they were able to get him in and just i'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion just get him in and maybe like recruit and be the transcendent player because like even even with Bowen, like we never really got that transcendent player out of high school. Like we got Bowman, but mm-hmm. that was through the portal. Yeah, and now he's already gone. But Dexter was like, the, the been, highest recruit. He was a pulp kid, just like uh, he was a pulp kid, and he was a late bloomer too. Like it's there hasn't yeah. been a kid who like Cormani who was like who made like oh shit, it's cool to go to Florida again. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what the staff really needs. Like Kamari, Kamari was great, but it was a transition class and it was so last minute. Like it didn't really have a ripple effect. We're seeing the ripple effect now, but still. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, inroads at IMG, certainly. That's paying dividends already. With Yeah, it's about time. Kamari Harris, again, on the O-line, I think he'll play year two. I think that's a starter, you know, pretty early on in his career. But you're right, at the end of the day, it, this class, I think it'll come down to – there's no way around that, really. It's Cormani or Bust for this mm-hmm. class, perception-wise, at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All but right, overall, we're time on the Zo- we are. On the Zoom. You got anything else you want to plug? Um. Not really. I mean, overall, you know, a quarterback take, a solid running back, really, you know, improved recruiting across the board outside of maybe the O-line and linebacker. And, you know, if it's two position groups that are lacking, given I think that Napier is going to be a lot better about adapting, adjusting, maybe, you know, shedding dead weight on the staff than Mullen was, I think a solid enough start, even if uh, it's not exactly the bump class that people wanted i don't think it was quite fair to compare napier's bump class to guys like kirby who you know had a reputation didn't have to deal with nil Saban, yeah. meyer you get what i'm saying so i think 24 yeah, also, is really gonna be the year to push for top yeah. five yeah 24 will tell me a lot more about how this is gonna go than this year this year just win eight games and have a good bump class and you're good with me so that's yeah. my that's my expectation that's my standard yeah, man. All right. Well, great to have you on. Great. Always great to talk recruiting, especially this time of year. Appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you back on soon. We have an actual season to play. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. I mean, the game's going <laughs> to get played. I'm excited for that, man. I'm excited for the, I'm excited for everyone. I'm excited to be back in the swamp. So it'll be a fun year. All right. Catch you later. Go Gators. Appreciate it. Go Gators.